And a welcome to the podcast, welcome to the vodcast, welcome to the broadcast. Boys and girls, welcome to the show. This is Commenting Idiots. My name's Dean, uh, the Zennial. I'm Brian, Gen X. And if you haven't joined us before, we are three friends from three generations. Wait a minute. That's right. Two friends tonight because young Nicholas, the millennial, is on assignment. It's a special secret assignment that uh, special super top, secret assignment. Top secret, yes, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right, Brian. Where could the uh, the fans, if you're listening, where could it, where else could they find us and, and whatnot? Well, you might be uh, listening to us on your favorite uh, podcast platforms. It can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also ask your home assistant device to play the. Convincing Idiots podcast, and you will hear our lovely voices in your home. Uh, you may be watching us on YouTube, our channel, Convincing Idiots. Find us there. Give us a subscribe. All show information can be found on our Facebook page, at Convincing Idiots, all one word. Uh, we are on Instagram, at Convincing underscore Idiots. Twitter, at Convincing Idiot, no S. TikTok, at Convincing Idiots. Email the show, Convincing idiots at gmail.com. If you can't remember any of this information, you may Google our Linktree account. Just look for Linktree Convincing Idiots, and our nice Linktree profile will come up. It has links to all the pages I just mentioned to you uh, our Apple Podcast link and Spotify link, email link. Everything is there for you. Google Linktree, L I N K, tree. Convincing Idiots. Check out our profile. Give us a like. Give us a share if you like our stuff. We appreciate your Tell a friend. support. T- tell a friend, absolutely. That's how we try and, to grow a little bit. Go ahead. And if and if all else fails, mm-hmm. ask your mom. She knows about us. That's right. That's right. She might know about us prior to the podcast, but you know, she probably heard or saw or smelled or felt something or something like that previously. So I mean it's your mama, guys. You know what she does. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's that's right. That's right. Uh, I do want to say too, Dean. You know, a couple episodes we talked about our friends over in uh, India who uh, yes. I work with and who may be listening to us and all that. Uh, they've had, we've had a um, couple devastating losses there. So you know, oh, I'm sorry uh, hearts, to hear that. Yeah, hearts go out to everybody. Most people, though, very fortunately, are getting well they're recovering okay so hopefully that continues so our hearts and uh still go out to you guys over there in india who might be listening to us still so uh get through this a difficult time and uh uh if you find us mildly entertaining while you're sitting home recovering or in quarantine or whatever it is you know we hope to provide at least a little bit of a, a smile or a laugh or something like that to you so um Anyways, after that note, Dean, so how are you, sir? What's going on today? Anything interesting? Today's your normal movie night, yes? Movie night, yeah. Mm-hmm. We went to see uh, a Scoob. Mm-hmm. I guess it's uh, been out. I, did, I didn't know about it until I just saw it on the uh, on the marquee, or not uh, on, you know, the that it was in the theaters. Mm-hmm. And I know, yes, yes, I took my, my, my nine-year-old son 
to see it. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't there in the theater alone. Although him and I were, I mean, we were the only ones there. <laughs> but, uh, but don't don't cut it short for for people in our age range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not recommending you know you go see it by yourself. But if you in the the daughter wants to sit down and have a nice wholesome movie, it is a Scooby Doo movie, mm-hmm. but it also has like uh, the Blue Falcon and uh, the the Blue Falcon dog. What was his name? Dino Mutt. Dino Mutt. Mm-hmm. It has Captain Caveman. It has um, Dick uh, uh, Dick Dastardly. Oh wow! It has uh, Muttley. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it, it there was there were some fun cameos or some fun uh, some fun jokes that you get if you watched you know the Hanna Barbera cartoons back then the uh, the Amazing Races or whatever they were called Wacky Races Wacky Races mm-hmm. and uh, no it was uh, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Him and I both enjoyed it. We were halfway through, it and he said, uh, "He goes, you like this? Have you seen this before?" I'm like, "How how would I have seen this before?" He's like, "Oh, it's been out for a while. This is my second time." Like, okay, all right. <laughs> I, it, we just like the experience. We just like going to the movies and hanging out and whole oh, popcorn nice. thing. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also streaming on HBO Max. But yeah, I'm okay. with you. I mean. Some of my fondest memories of Peyton is uh, just over the years. You know, we've movies became one of our things as well. So we've seen many, many movies together over the years, and just uh, those are definitely cherished uh, memories that I'll have. Just you know, taking her watching growing up, and just her and I. Yeah, we've been to a couple movies in our time as well. It was literally just us two in the theater, and that's the best way know. to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, good for you. Glad you had. Glad you had fun. I'll, I'll check it you? out. I mean, some some of that some of the new Scooby Doo content could be. I actually, it's supposed to be pretty good. A lot of the newer Scooby Doo content. Well, the, the the fun thing about this one was they had <clears throat> it starts with them as children, mm-hmm. and they how they meet. And this is a very brief how they meet their first uh, quote unquote case. Okay. And then it does the original, it does the song sung by mm. a newer updated person. Okay. And then it does shot for shot the original with the original monsters, the one with the helmet, the one with oh, the, yeah. the Herman Monster haircut. And sure. it does that shot for shot. It throws in a couple new shots, but every, they, they redid shot for shot Scooby, Scooby Doo, where are you? And it gives that whole, I hope we're not, uh, I didn't sing enough of that, right? We can still put this on I, uh, YouTube. I think I think we're fine. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it was cool. Stuff like that, you know, old school stuff that they threw in. Okay, good. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will check it out. Yeah, so I was. I'm fine. I'm good. Uh, nice, nice weekend. Um, you know, quality time with Allie on Saturday, and I got to see Peyton on Sunday. My daughter uh, spent a nice uh, few hours together and. Both nights cooked out on the grill for the first time this uh, the season Saturday Very and cool. Sunday. Yes, absolutely. We uh, made a beer can chicken on Saturday for the first time ever. I so saw you had, the pictures of that. How yeah, was that? Was, I tell you what, it was incredible. So you just got a rack, a beer can chicken rack, which you know just makes it more stable. Mm-hmm. Amazon for like fifteen bucks, you literally get a beer can, empty half the beer out, and you take the chicken, season it up. Mm-hmm. And you shove it like over the cavity of the can, so and you put it on the grill 
Absolutely. So you're, so, you're you're shoving the can up its ass. Literally, yes. Okay. Okay. And you're it's you, you cook it for a couple of hours. Keep watching the temperature. Uh, we close the grill for anyway. It is a very strange thing to see when you glance over there when the grill was open there for a minute to have a a dead bird sitting on your grill cooking. Right. You know. However, it was that's actually delicious. how I that's how I sit out in the sun to get to get tanned. Mm-hmm. Beer can up my ass included. It, the yeah. whole deal. Well, it keeps your insides more moist and it does. everything else, right? So yeah, and you get evaporates. You get drunk faster too. It evaporates yeah. right into the system. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, so highly recommend. Very, very good. Enjoy That's right. We'll talk about it more, but Allie and I did watch Army of the Dead streaming on Netflix. Uh, it's that, worth that's a, the, uh, it's that's Dave Snyder. Bautista? Yeah, Dave Bautista. Mm-hmm. So the premise of the movie is uh, the... And, and by the way, the opening seat. I don't know if you've seen... So Zack Snyder did The Watchmen... You ever see that comic book movie from a few years back? No, no, I haven't. Okay, that's also... He actually did pretty good there, but... Anyhow, the opening scenes of, of Army of the Dead are pretty incredible. kind of shows you the story of leading up to where the movie begins. So, zombie apocalypse happens in Vegas. It explodes. They managed to contain the zombies in Vegas. This is no secret. This is all in the previews and everything else. Okay. Uh, so the zombies are ruling the city of Vegas. So nowhere and, else in the country? Nope. They're contained okay. They're contained in Vegas. That's good. They're planning, the U.S. government is planning to nuke Vegas, all right, to wipe all the zombies out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, outside Vegas, it's still normal life. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So people are struggling financially. There's all kinds of extra dynamics with people they have in camps because maybe they're contagious. From, so that there's a whole kind of thing happening with that as a sub-story. Anyhow, Dave Bautista is a former military, and this guy who has a casino in Vegas has $200 million in a safe that's not uh, detected by you know the IRS, whatever it is. So basically, if you can get the money, it's free money. Hires Dave Batista to get up a team to get into Vegas. You got to get past the zombies, get into the safe, crack the safe, get the money before the nuke drops on okay. Vegas. And if he gets out of there with his team, he gets to keep $50 million and divide it up however he wishes. That's the premise of the movie. So a lot of things happen from there. It's more of a. <clears throat> It's not a traditional zombie movie, if you will. There, you know, there's definitely zombies. It's more of an action movie with zombies in it. Is there zombie sex? I re- Zach, I thought I read an article, and Zack Snyder said that there was going to be zombie sex in there. Um, you don't see anything, but they imply you, it or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I won't go into the. I won't go into it from there because none of this, nothing else is really revealed in the in the preview. Okay. So. Worth a watch. Would I if I paid full price in the theater, I might not be super thrilled to spend, you know, forty bucks on it, whatever. Okay. So watching on Netflix. We enjoyed it. We were entertained. I like Dave Bautista, like some of the other actors that was in it. So yeah, just a you know, it's a fun summertime popcorn type movie. If you're expecting much more than than that, you're probably going to be let down. But if you get your mind right that this is what okay. this is, I'm gonna be entertained. I'm gonna get into the storyline. You know, there you have it. So, 
yeah, Good. interesting, uh, interesting concept. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, zombies being you know the sci-fi, uh, mm-hmm. supernatural, if you yeah. will. Uh, myself and my son, my uh, girlfriend and her her daughter, and Nikolai and his family, mm-hmm. my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, we all went to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And if you're not familiar with Point Pleasant, West Virginia, uh, that is the the Mothman, the where the Mothman is from. Now the Mothman, explain that. So is, is that like the local legend of like a local Bigfoot legend. type of thing or something yes. like that? The the yeah. thing has giant wings and it flies and it screeches. People say it looks like uh, I guess what exactly it sounds like Mothman, like a, a man that type moth. Um, it uh, th- that is where the the Point Pleasant. There's a bridge there that collapsed in like 1967, 66, something like that. Mm-hmm. And people saw the Mothman ahead of time. There was a lot of sightings, and uh, people, a lot of people, consider it like an almost a premonition hmm. that something bad was going to happen, like a disaster was going to happen. And this did. Uh, if you've ever seen the Mothman prophecies with uh, Richard Gere, no, I didn't uh, see that. It's uh, it, it tells kind of that story. There's a movie called The Mothman Prophecies with Richard Gere based on that same legend. Yes. Wow. Um, and it's main. I think it once again. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Um, but hmm. I, I think the premise of that movie is they're more focused on the bridge collapse, and he's investigating it, and then he starts hearing the stories about the Mothman. I kind of want to see it. Go back and rewatch it. I don't remember it being a great movie. Yeah, but two uh, yeah. thousand and two, the Mothman prophecies. Right. How about that? Wow. I guess I wasn't a kid. I guess I was older. Huh. Yeah. Richard Gere and Laura Linney. Now Laura Linney yeah. is on that uh, show. Gosh darn it! Jason Bateman on uh, Netflix. The uh, Ozarks. Kind of, Mozarks, yes, yes, I love her on that show. But this, wow, uh, yeah, missing. They, wow, okay, yeah, okay. Go ahead. They have a giant metallic statue of the Mothman in the center of town mm-hmm. that they encourage people to stop and take selfies with, and and also it's the site of uh, what I thought, and it appeared to be like a, maybe an Indian massacre when the settlers came in. There's mm-hmm. a whole there are statues of those and a big mural up against the Ohio River. Okay. There is a Mothman Museum. Mm-hmm. Not huge, but it's uh, got a lot of the stories, a lot of uh there's there's a section devoted to the movie. Have little trinkets and Richard Gere's watch from the movies, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um This is a cigarette but the Deborah Messing smoked uh during the filming precisely, of the movie. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um I, I think it was like three dollars and fifty cents to get in. Okay. Um, Why not four dollars? Why not five dollars? Well, three fifty. That we've decided. I am a careful analysis. Yeah, I'm a collector of coffee mugs, so I had Mm -hmm. to get my uh, coffee. If any place we Mm -hmm. go, that is my souvenir: is coffee mug. That's unique. And all the kids get uh, got some souvenirs and whatnot. It it was a good time. Kids got Mm -hmm. to the night before. Hello, gentlemen. I, I am sorry to burst in here, but uh, as you know, uh, I am on location here, uh, just kind of checking out what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. n- nothing what's the situation? Really to report right now. Everything seems mm-hmm. calm. 
Um, mm-hmm. But as soon as I have some more information, I will certainly let you guys know. I hope you're well. I hope you're staying safe through everything. And uh, I, I just want you to know that uh, no matter what happens, uh, I will be here to give you the information uh, that I have as soon as I have it. So until Excellent. then, uh, I, I okay, I've, I've got to go. Something something's coming up. I got to go. I got to go. I'll stay talk safe. To you guys in a bit. Stay I'll, safe. I'll check back in. Yes. Wow. Wow. So the kids really enjoyed yeah. having, mm-hmm. uh, I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing to it was them having, enjoying the, uh, the pool mm-hmm. in the hotel. Okay. But you also got to think, you also got to think that it was, you were in West Virginia and mm-hmm. you, you quickly realize that you're in West Virginia. <laughs> I love the people of West Virginia. Don't me wrong. If we have listeners there, um, beautiful country, mm-hmm. but you, you did for the most part everybody you saw and everybody you came in contact with were beautiful people very mm-hmm. nice uh very social and and welcoming mm-hmm. but you do occasionally see the stereotypical what somebody would think you know the joke would be from west virginia mm-hmm. did, i saw the guy with a uh it was a sedan of some sort i couldn't mm-hmm. tell because it was all rust and The four tires, well, the eight tires, because there was four in the back seat. Um, I don't, sure. uh, I mean, you gotta, I, yeah, so you gotta transport those tires somehow. Uh, Yeah, where'd you keep the the, the spare? You probably have your uh, beer in the trunk or something. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you hear the term yins? Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yins, Yins, where's Yins from? Uh, Yins Yin, from down yins, yonder. Yins coming to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, the thing is, is when when we associate the West Virginia uh, culture and people mm-hmm. of West Virginia, um, what we don't really talk about is that, because Point Pleasant is literally over the bridge, to from Ohio. Okay. So Southern Ohio and West Virginia. Pretty close. Do, oh, yeah. 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 The, the, the people are very, uh, they're very similar. They're, they're, you couldn't tell. I mean, I, you know, if you live that close, you just cross the bridge, go to work or, or to sell your four tires that were in your back seat. I don't know. Mm hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's not just a West Virginia thing because our hotel room was in Ohio, mm-hmm. and you cross the river to go into West Virginia, and then on the way home it took us a weird back way, not the way we came in, and it took us through West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of trailers, you know, around here in the Northeast Ohio area, we have trailer parks. Trailer park homes, um, communities, mm-hmm. almost a gated community for trailer parks. And for them, it's just that's where their trailer broke down. So that's where they just decided to live. Yeah. On the side of the road. Yeah, we're in, we're in Northeast Ohio. So we're up in the Akron area, which if you are listening to us, you don't know where the heck that is. It's about 45 minutes south of Cleveland. But you, t- you go about an hour and a half south of Akron, past Canton and down. It, the world changes pretty quickly. 
Now, if you're coming up from the south mm -hmm. on 76, you go, you keep going, you start to hear the gunshots, you've gone too far. Mm -hmm. Turn around, take a left. See, we all, southern Ohio, northern Ohio, we all have our issues. Tired yep. in the back seat, glocks being pointed at us up here. I don't know. Who knows? Yep. yep. Well, you know what people need down there to be more protected, Dean, maybe with all the craziness going on and tires flying around out of back seats and it's dangerous, shotguns Ryan. and mm -hmm. trailers to make sure everything is protected. You know, what? You know, what is something maybe they could use or people up here could use, perhaps? I don't know. I don't. It, I think no matter where you're at, that's a good point, because no matter where you're at, the lifeblood of 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 safety in our lives these days is yes. insurance. Ah, uh, yes. And you know, you, I don't know about you, but you know who I go through, who I go to, my go-to mm. guy for insurance, mm. Blake Aaron Blake with Blake Insurance. It's an eerie insurance. I'm going to go ahead and uh, repeat the word insurance again. Go ahead. Erie Insurance Agency, located in Barberton, Ohio. They offer auto, home, renters, business, or life. Once again, very important, the life insurance. Mm -hmm. We're all getting older. You know, who knows if this is our last hurrah. That's so right. Life insurance is very important. Uh, Erie Insurance, let me tell you, is above all else in service. You call 234-571-5359 or visit BlakeInsuranceLLC.com. Give you your free five-minute quote today. Either Aaron's going to answer the phone or his wife, uh, Tasha, is going to answer the phone. And both are very capable, very knowledgeable, and will will give you the insurance and uh, assurance that you need in your life. That's terrific. Well done. Terrific. Well done. How uh, about that? Yeah. Well, as, 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 when you say how about that, we were talking on mm -hmm. camera a little bit. Uh, saw a pretty incredible but story. Rash? No. Oh, not we're not going to bring that up. Sorry. No, not 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 uh, not today. But uh, the so the the basketball uh, NBA Hall of Fame induction was not too long ago. Okay. Uh, you know, it was a pretty big class this year. I mean, well known class, I should say. So Kobe Bryant. Was inducted. Tim Duncan, uh, you know, a great uh, San Antonio Spur, multiple championships. Kevin Garnett and others were inducted into the Hall of Fame this past weekend. And the part that you did not know, and I'm reading some guy's Twitter feed here. I think it's a sportscaster. I'm not sure, but I'm just going to give this. I just thought it was a pretty incredible story. We're just talking random stuff tonight, you know, random sure. pop culture, different things, right? So, so not a former rashes, not, not rashes, not rashes. No, no. <laughs> A former car salesman that has never played in, coached, or broadcasted a single NBA game was inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame. So in 1984, with political turmoil, making a living, making living conditions in India unsafe. So just, you know, getting shout out to our India friends. Nav Batia, B H A T I A. I was trying to find the correct pronunciation, so I hope it's I'm close. Batia or Batia, he fled his home country, moving to Canada. And Nick might like this as well. Actually, I'm sure. I, I'm sure Nick knows this guy. I'll we'll have to ask Nick if he ever uh, appears and gets back from assignment to whatever that mm -hmm. might be. Okay. 
So despite a degree in mechanical engineering, he struggled to find work because of his long beard and turban. So he's, you know, in the photos here, we'll put we'll put a picture of him on the video okay. on our page and stuff. Okay. After spending months applying to hundreds of jobs with no luck, Nav Batia uh, finally accepted a job as a car salesman. It was in the rough part of town. He was severely overqualified, but his mission was simple to prove hard work trumps hate. Through a unique combination of hard work, a friendly personality, and some catchy radio ads, he became the best car salesman in Canada. No, seriously. He sold 127 cars in his first 90 days on the job. Oh, shit. That's a record that still stands today. I don't know if it's everywhere or at least Canada. After proving his worth as a car salesman, Nav Batia was recruited to become the general manager of a larger dealership across town. The business was close to bankruptcy, and the current owner felt he might be able to turn it around. But there was just one problem. When Navbiti arrived at his new gig, all but one of his current employees quit. They refused to work for him. Rather than sulk in his sorrow, he did what he always did. He got to work. He hired entirely new staff and started to transform the business. Within a few years, the near-bankrupt dealership was now one of the largest in all of Canada. And the best part, he ended up buying the dealership along with the one that hired him in 1984. After spending a decade working for, purchasing, and building up two car, two car dealerships in Toronto, he was now a self-made millionaire. That gave him the financial flexibility to pursue his other passion, basketball. This is where the Raptors come in. Okay. When, the, when the Toronto Raptors were named the NBA's 28th franchise via league expansion in 1995, he purchased season tickets. The team was terrible, but he didn't care. He showed up to every game and was the loudest guy in the arena, cheering from start to finish. In 1998, after years of Nav Batia's loyalty and dedication to the struggling franchise, general manager Isaiah Thomas, you know, another Hall of Famer, mm -hmm. took notice. He called Batia to the center court during halftime of a game and bestowed upon him his new official title, Superfan. Nav was ecstatic. In the 25-plus years he has been a fan of the Raptors, there had been 13 losing seasons, multiple blizzards, and even blackouts. He has not missed a single home game. He never leaves early, and he's still the loudest guy in the arena, even at 69 years old. After the Raptors won their first NBA title in 2018, Nav Batia became the only fan in NBA history to receive an official championship ring. He also participated in the championship parade. Now he's the first fan to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And here's what he said after being inducted. I made a promise as a kid to my mom I would never remove my turban. Today it is in the Hall of Fame. Embrace what makes you different. It is your superpower. This is the crown I wear each day. Thank you, Mom. Simply incredible. My favorite part from the writer, Nav Batia spends 300000 per year to send thousands of kids to Raptors games. Hmm. He intentionally makes, people, intentionally makes people from different backgrounds, black, white, brown, rich, poor, Christian, Muslim, sit next to each other. Why? To bring communities closer together. In the end, this is what sports are all about. They have a unique ability to bring different people 
personalities, cultures, races, and religious together, uniting everyone's passion toward one common goal, winning. The perfect example, Toronto's own Nav Batia. And I'm going to show her his picture here, if I can get it in, out of the reflection. Sorry. Yeah. Where the hell is it? Sorry. I, I, I was going to say. I, I, panned, I panned down. There he is. All right. So I'm expecting a little more gray, but okay. Well, so here he is now. I, I, oh, ex- okay. I accidentally scrolled a little bit here. Our graphics department is fantastic. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it incredible? <laughs> we'll post a picture as well, but I just thought that was That's a good. fantastic feel-good story, and uh, we know that Nick is a passionate Canadian sports fan, definitely a Raptors fan, and uh, so I'm sure if we say the super fan, Nick would know exactly who we're talking about there. So, the, great uh, story and all the bull crap that's out there and some ridiculousness and the you know it's nice to hear a good story like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't know about about Canada, Toronto, uh, the Raptors, basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't have a whole lot to add to that. Uh, <laughs> but it, you're right. It is it's a really cool story. Um, you did say that he only uh, or that. He promised his mother he'd never take his turban off, but it's mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame. Is like one of his turbans in the Hall of Fame? One of the turbans okay, in the Hall good. of Fame. So there's a that, picture. Cut his head off. Yeah. I, it seemed like that would be a, <laughs> a weird way to do it, but if he's not going to take it off. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it shows a glass case in the photo, and there's like oh, a, cool. a, a mannequin head and his his turban on it and stuff good. like that. So, yeah, okay. it's, it's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet stuff. So, uh, also pretty sweet. Uh, we kind of we a recent movie, not a recent movie, a movie recently turned mm-hmm. twenty years of age, and you think a twenty year old movie, I it's for, to me it still sounds like it would be like something from the eighties. It feels like might be twenty years ago at times. I'm not sure, but the movie Shrek turned twenty years of age on April twenty second. So it was released April twenty second. 2001, and I had to kind of so, pause for a second to get my head crazy. around that. Yeah. yeah, It's like, I mean, we are on the 20-year anniversary of me never seeing the movie Shrek. You it have not crazy. seen it? No, really? I have not, no. Oh. Well, 20 years ago, I didn't have children, mm-hmm. so I, 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 it, I knew that it was out. I know of it, I, you know, but I, it just never crossed my mind to go watch it. And I think my son has see, has seen it, maybe, or one of them, or a few of them. I don't know, but I've never seen it. Hmm. Okay. I do like the story behind it. That ninety percent of it was done by Chris Farley. Yes. And then he died, and then they went back and re-shot it with uh, Mike Myers. Right. I would love to hear that. What audio is out there? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it somebody's still got this. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, totally. Yeah, that'd be cool to to go back and hear that audio. That would be interesting. Although, I, you know, because it uh, makes it a totally yeah, different movie. It does. I'm sure it does. Absolutely. I mean, Mike Myers is basically doing his Scottish impression that he was doing, but right. it, it worked. I don't know. In the, the uh, anyways, go, well, you all, can't hear anything else but. That accent. I mean, that's you correct. see the picture, you hear the accent. Right. That's why it's so mind-bending to think that Chris Farley did was doing just Chris Farley. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know that if he, I mean, he might have been doing a voice. I don't know. But I can't imagine him doing, you know, a put on voice. I, it, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't seem like it would make a lot of sense with, uh, with Chris Farley doing that. Right. So, yeah. I'm back. So. I'm back. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, just, just real quick. Um, we've, we've, we've recently had to take cover. Uh, the situation has intensified. It is getting more intense. Uh, I don't think we're in any real threat just at this moment. Uh, but I just wanted to check in and see how you guys were doing. How's everything going there uh, on the Convincing Idiots podcast? How are you guys doing? Good. Okay. I, I okay. think we've I think we've lost connection. Um, okay. It's hard to say how this is going to pan out, uh, but as as uh, situation becomes available, uh, I will certainly um, be checking. Did you hear? <clears throat> speaking of like twenty years, mm-hmm. how long ago was like the uh, the Clone Wars? I think probably not twenty oh. years. But I it's think, been a long time. You talking about no, that, like, that, Yeah, that, Dave that, Filoni. That, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Dave Filoni, he started his production mm-hmm. uh, in the Star Wars, you know, world. Um he and he was taught by George Lucas himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Lucas was his mentor. And then he was the one who did was the producer and writer for the Clone Wars TV shows. Okay. Um now the Mandalorian. All those cartoons, The Mandalorian, uh, and he's going to be the executive producer along with uh, um, what's his name, the John Favreau, Jan, John Favreau, okay. uh, of these new ones like the Book of Boba hmm. Fett and whatnot. But he was, you know, kind of those producer guys, and he is now. It, it was leaked online that Dave Filoni is uh, promoted to the executive creative director of of. Uh, Star Wars, the the whole Star Wars franchise, um, so all now, control for all the stuff at, at Disney, all the creative control. Wow. Which, if I mean, a lot of people's comments were, "Okay, you're nine years too late." <laughs> uh, we got that right. If you if you had done it, you know, if if you'd have done this, well, before Force Awakens, you know what? The, it, it, we've we talked about a lot of this stuff uh, prior. You know, it's just. Maybe they learn, maybe Disney learns something from this trilogy that people right. are not that excited about. Certainly not the the true, true fans aren't overly thrilled with the end result. And I think they're learning with John Favreau and the Marvel Universe, frankly. Mm-hmm. Let people who are fans of the Correct. universe and the content, let those folks do it. They're going yep. to do it right. They're going to do it from the perspective of a true fan and not screw around with a storyline like Sony with Marvel and Spider-Man and all that garbage. Just let the fans And with Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni not only is a fan, but he is also, he was mentored by George Lucas. George Lucas would sit there and explain to him the ins and outs of the story of hmm. Star Wars, mm-hmm. what it meant, what it is, what is the basic heart sure. of Star Wars. So Dave Filoni <clears throat> has that knowledge inside of him. Yeah. If there's anybody you're going to trust, it should be Dave Filoni, and that's what Disney is going with. Now, Good. a lot of people you know, said, oh, this is great to hear, but turns out this happened last year. It just... Hmm. 
uh, it just kind of got leaked. Well, not leaked, but um, what did they say? That it was that Disney didn't, because of pandemic or whatever reason, they mm-hmm. didn't get around to updating their um, corporate website. Oh, jeez. So okay. they ended up finally updating the corporate website. That's why people found this out. But he's been doing it for a year now. Very good. So, um, and a lot of people are asking, what happens to Kathleen Kennedy? Is that putting her out? Nope, not putting her out. Um, Kathleen Kennedy's actually the one who promoted it. She, it was her call. Okay. Well, good. Now, this, you know, she's not going anywhere, at least for now. Uh, but what this does is, I think it, hopefully, it gives him a little more say than it does her or sure. the directors or whoever's going to write or direct for for Lucasfilms has to come to him for approval. And with his passion, knowledge, and creative that, you know, kind of supported and nurtured by George Lucas, hopefully that he has that final say. That's good. That she doesn't or an executive from Disney doesn't. Yeah, she's probably like, these Star Wars nerds are motherfuckers. Well, that's the Man. thing. Is if yeah, you, these guys are, t- but you know, it's actually, it's, it's. I think it t- also ties to a more serious note. But you know, every successful business leader, a lot of them will say, not to every. I said, I said every the most, but most successful business leaders put it that way. You hear them say similar commentary, and I hire people who smarter than I am, mm-hmm. and I let them. I let them do it. I let them have their say. I let them do it. So it's nice right. to hear that you have a smart leader in her to step back and say, I don't know this stuff like this. Some other people let's let, let's give people more control over who are passionate about this stuff and let them do it. So yeah, good for them. Good for her. Good for the company. I don't I think know it's going to continue think. to produce better star Wars content. But I don't know what some people think that, uh, you know, that Kathleen Kennedy, uh, you know, what, kind of has these reins with the Disney situation, but she was an executive producer on the original trilogy. She was with Lucas films hmm. for years and years and years. This wasn't a whole, her at the helm of <clears throat> Lucas films. wasn't a Disney. Um, I don't think it was a Disney situation. She's okay. been with George Lucas for many years also, mm-hmm. but she okay. also was, it was more of the, I think corporate, you know, executive producer type thing rather than creative and, and putting story on, on film or whatnot. Okay. D- Dave Filoni is. So right. that is, uh, to me, that is great news. And let's hope that, uh, like you said, that we get the great contact going forward. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. Yeah. I mean, they're so far so good with uh, the Disney plus shows. I'm still haven't gotten into the bad batch quite yet. I, I tried to watch the first episode. It's... I, I got to go back. I, I, not because of the show, but I was tired. I fell asleep. I just can't. I haven't got as excited for that just yet. It's a little slow. It's not as yeah. fast as I would like it to be. There's 16 episodes of this thing. Oh boy! Yeah. So they okay. there's some episodes that it, you know the Mandalorian where they have the like the one episode where they have to fight the spiders. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like that didn't produce. Pro, uh, they didn't advance any of the story. That was just right. kind of an an off. Mm-hmm. Set you know off site off planet set where they have to do a little adventure. And then next week we'll get back on to advancing the story forward. Yeah, there's a lot of this in in the Bad Batch. 
Okay. Yeah. Little, um, uh, they just introduced a uh, spoiler alert. Five, four, three, two, one. I said it so. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, Finnick, uh, Finnick San, Finnick Chan, or whatever, the bounty hunter from Mandalorian that's with Boba Fett now. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the, the she, woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A younger version of her is in this series. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I like that. All right. Cool. Uh, have you seen, uh, speaking of the Disney Plus Star Wars shows, uh, Ewan McGregor, he's been on, he was on Jimmy Kimmel recently. I watched did you, it, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, so it's it was nice to see him with the hair and the beard mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the Star Wars stuff in the background. He's very, very tight-lipped. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Jimmy tried to get some stuff out of him, but uh, yep. he was not uh, not budging. But it was cool to see him with that look again. So I'm, I'm interested. Interested oh, in the Ben Kenobi? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Kenobi series, yeah. the Lando series, they yeah. ended up canceling the Rangers of the New Republic series. That it, they got canceled. And that was because of the, <laughs> well, the woman they fired? What was that? Gina Carano got yeah. fired, but I, there's reports that she, she might come back. Hmm. Um, but once again, just reports. So I don't know if, you know, what exactly is... Was the reason? Mm-hmm. Maybe it just uh, didn't come together. Maybe Dave Dave Floney himself thought, you know, there's a better way to tell this, or we can combine this. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I heard she has. She can come back, but she has to publicly state that the vaccines are positive and that the election was 100 percent legitimate. Is Something that real? Like that. Something like that. No, I don't know. Okay, okay. I was gonna say, oh shit, <laughs> that's a hell of a stand there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think she would do that. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just uh, making a joke. Yeah. But speaking oh. of of, uh-huh. of the uh, of the pandemic or the yeah. wouldn't there? Well, wouldn't what, what we were talking about it earlier? Yeah. Well, yeah, we it was just it, it was uh, you know, not in, in the realm of popular culture entertainment, but just mm-hmm. our our culture in general. So. You know, we know that uh, in our, it's just we're in a strange, we continue to live during strange, strange times that hopefully we never have to experience again for many, many reasons. But, um, right. uh, So the pandemic in the United States, as we know, is, you know, more and more people are getting vaccinated, but still it seems to be, eh, we're kind of stuck around half the population getting vaccinated and we're not talking about this whole political nonsense and we could you know talk about I think that the report but 70% of uh adults have had at least one shot right have at least one shot okay okay Woo! yeah yeah so i think yeah. once we have uh, cuz 70% is what i've always heard is is that's kind of the goal of what you where you want to be by july 4th that yeah. way you can you can open up as you know right. as much as we are right but the scary thing is, is is all these businesses you don't they're going on the trust issue like you told me you know we talked about this off camera mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the trust issue of you know come in if you're vaccinated if you if you're not vaccinated wear a mask okay yeah. well, nobody's yeah. going to ask you and even right. if you did all you can do is go no I'm vaccinated conversation yeah. over right yeah, so but, you're right. Yeah, so I was in Chipotle tonight. It was it was that's same thing. You can wear you don't have to wear a mask when, and more stores are like that now to where 
like you say, it's the honor system, but you're right. They, they, they're not going to police it. They can't police it. They're not going to put their employees in any weird position to try to police stuff like that. And it should, but, as they should. I right. Mean, exactly. However, mm-hmm. yeah, I shopped for the first time last week at a local Menards, like a hardware store with no mask. And it was a strange experience. It was later in the evening. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was me and one other person I saw in the entire store without a mask. Now, the employees okay. are wearing it. I get it. Sure. Right. I've been vaccinated. Let me just be, you know, put that out there. I've been mm-hmm. fully vaccinated. So it was definitely a strange but very freeing experience. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Just to walk through and just odd. But do you find yourself, Dean, do you find yourself, you can see people with a mask wondering, like, what's the deal here? Is it, Are you being precautious? Well, are you against the... it? Is, are we going to create another uh, uh, prejudice, if we're not already, but people mask, no mask okay. for a while? I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts here, on that? Here's the way I look at it. Uh-huh. And then, once again, I can, I'm not speaking for anybody else. I'm not speaking for Brian or Nick, who is on assignment, or mm-hmm. convincing idiots as an entity, I'm not. I sure. speak for me. Mm-hmm. When I see somebody without the mask, I don't. How do I put it? I think with or without a mask, everybody I come in contact with is an asshole. So with, without I, the with with or without with a mask, or without a mask, just as human beings themselves. So yeah. I don't have to worry about the prejudice going. Oh, he has a mask. He's cool, or he doesn't have a mask. He's an asshole. I think everybody's just an asshole in general, and I have a disdain for humankind. So it's easier for me to do this. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to be prejudiced one way or the other. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, Brian, you need to learn how to hate. It it makes you feel better. Uh, <laughs> you. It opens a lot of, uh, it opens your mind a lot. I just, uh, maybe something you should look into. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's a tough one because I, <laughs> I, I have friends too that are anti-vax. What, what do you mean? What is that? They, they don't agree with even getting the vaccine because no, no, of. No, no, I mean the word friends. What is that? What oh, does that mean? right. Yeah. You should oh. look into it. You should look into I'll, it. I'll Google it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just I, I. It's it's just a strange thing. I don't I don't it, get it. No, I don't it, understand it. It's <laughs> it's a little frustrating at times. And you know, I, I, uh, my daughter's uncertain about the vaccine. I've talked with her about it, and she's still not fully on board yet, and doesn't really want to talk about it and stuff. And yeah, it's it's frustrating and worrisome a little bit. It's just I don't know. I. I mean, did you but, explain uh, to her that if a man of your age can take it and be all right, that she's going to be totally fine? Sure. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> it definitely made it clear, you know, her, all her, you know, Margaret, her grandmother, myself, Allie, we're all getting, Allie's daughter got her first uh, shot today, which is cool. So, uh, no, I don't know. But so in reality, just, uh, yeah. with, without joking around, the, mm-hmm. really the way I look at it is, um, I'm, I'm protected. And yes, I, I do kind of come off as a, a little bit of an asshole in this thought of that. I know I'm protected. 
Um, a, a lot of my, most, I would think most of my, you know, my parents are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I'm vaccinated. Mm-hmm. The people closest around me are vaccinated. So we're okay. So if if you are willing to go out there and take the chance that somebody else also is thinking like you and doesn't want to get vaccinated and you get each other sick, well, okay, that's that that's a risk that you knew was a possibility. You took sure. the risk. Yeah, I think it's gonna, I, it's all going to blow over pretty more pretty quickly. I think it's, they're going to sure, open because, everything up. They're not going to require masks, and people are just going to show up again. You're not going to know. Everybody's just sort of going to take your, you know, take your own it. risk. And but even you know, if, gonna, even if yeah. I knew, even if I knew mm-hmm. that somebody else, look at the math of it. And this is once again Dean's uh, math, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have four people. Uh, if three of them are vaccinated. This this other guy, the, the the one guy that's not vaccinated, well, he's not getting them sick. They're not getting him sick. So it's part of the quote unquote herd immunity, right? Am I am I right well, on that? He to, to the thing is that you can still can get sick and you may not know that you're sick, but mm-hmm. you, since you have the vaccine, you're not going to get as so, sick and you may not even know that you have it. So you, so you might and I could have already it had it. And, sure. And we and we we could have, and once again, you gave it for the fourteen days or whatever they say it goes away. Mm-hmm. So unless I come in contact with a non-vaccinated person, right? Everybody's or, just uh, or it could happen the other way too. I mean, the guy the guy that's not sure. vaccinated, he could, he could be sick and not know it right away and pass it on to people who've been vaccinated. But again, it's just the odds of getting severely ill is. Next to nothing when you're when you've right. been vaccinated. Matter of fact, I, I think there was a story with the Yankees, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Bill Maher too. Right, they they were sick. They had been vaccinated. They got it. Yep. They were positive, but they didn't even know it. They had no signs of even really having it. So, but they still had to quarantine and all right. that stuff. You know. So. Yeah. I mean, personally, to me, just get the fucking shot. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, if you don't get if, if you don't over sh- with. if you don't shoot, you don't you don't score, right? That's right. Exactly. I mean, you just get, you get the exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. 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 So uh, we were talking about the. So this is about the end of the show, guys. Um, it's yeah. been fun. Yeah, you can find us on uh, Facebook and YouTube by searching <laughs> "Convincing Idiots." <laughs> so. How was how was the assignment? Uh, the assignment Nick? was good. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, I, I know that I couldn't give too much away, um, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. everyone knew what what, mm-hmm. what assignment I was on and what what's going mm-hmm. on. Um, there's some. Was some, it have, was it a beer can up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> there may or may not have been that at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as everyone knows in the world, uh, there, there's some serious things going on that I had to go report on. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, they played a game tonight, so therefore I had to be on assignment uh, upstairs in my house watching the game. Um, so, yes, I uh, apologize for being late, but I am here now and happy to report the good guys won. We are up 3-1 to one and one win away from advancing hey, the next bro. round. So, yeah. cheers. And, uh, cheers. So, I, mi- I missed you both dearly, though. Yeah, good for you. Mm. So we were talking, Nick. One of the stories we talked about when uh, before you came back was: Do you know who Nav Batia is? Nav Batia? 
The Nav super Vatia. The super fan? There we go. Of course there I do. Of course right. I do. The man's a goddamn national treasure. Of course I do. Nav well, Vatia. Nav Vatia. Too bad, too bad you yes. weren't part of that goddamn conversation. Were you yeah. being racist? <laughs> No, no. Okay. I just, mis- I just, I no, was. No, he, I said, he read I said, the whole story. Oh, I thought, it, it, thought Dean was like bad mouth. No, 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 no. Like, oh, what's Dean? Uh, it was actually, no. I, it was a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. I, I'd never heard of this guy before. Not yeah, he's, he's the super fan. Yeah, former yes. car dealership owner, yeah. immigrant, yep, immigrant precisely. to Canada, uh, yeah. made a, a happy living, and he's he's had Raptors season Dude. tickets since like the beginning, and yep. he got a championship ring. I mean, he's like. Yeah, he's See, you didn't even have to fucking read that, Brian. Oh, yeah, so. I know. Nav, yeah. Yep. yeah. You only have so many uh, reading capabilities with those uh, yep. old eyes ears, and you just That's wasted right. a whole bunch when <laughs> Nick could have... Uh... Yeah. So sure I, I like how all the things that we talk about, all the things that you guys, <laughs> movies you've seen from the 70s and the 80s, you bring up a Toronto sports story that I'm not here for. The one thing I can really mm-hmm. is my expertise. Yeah, of course I know Nav. Yeah. I said you would know. Super I, I just... I just happened to be scrolling, literally just waiting for Dean to join the call. Yeah. I was scrolling through Facebook, and some guy posted that story because he was recently inducted, as you know, into the NBA Hall of Fame, the only fan. Yeah, yeah very And I'm cool. like, this yeah. is actually a great story. Is so that he, in the like, builder category, or how does that work, I wonder? Is he the is he the first? He's got to be the first, first and only fan. fan. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's what he said. It's pretty very incredible cool. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very so cool. I just thought it was a great story. So yeah. the Nick's going to know who this yeah. guy is. I guarantee it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's wonderful. Yeah, I've actually uh, I've uh, had a brief exchanges with Nav on Instagram before over certain oh, really? things. So yeah, it's Isn't pretty that cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. He's very become cool. a bit of a celebrity just being. He's always courtside. And well, everybody's I mean, like, shit. It, you know, if you're in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's ob- going to be the case. Obviously, very recognizable. You know, he's always courtside, and he's always mm-hmm. very animated. And he's got the turban on, and he's always in a yep, Raptors yeah. jersey, and his his turban always matches. Uh, you know, whatever whatever jersey he, said he the might turban, be wearing. And they, stuff. Yeah. That's what they put in the Hall of Fame is his turban. Yeah, very cool. Very, yeah, cool. pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I enjoyed that story. Yes, yes. So Nick, and, when you came on, we were talking. Go ahead, Dean. No, I was just going to say the, one of the things you you missed was the the beautiful dulcet tones of, of Brian reading the story. But you know, mm-hmm. mm, okay. maybe, well, maybe you yeah. go back and listen. I will definitely be listening. Yes, I will mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. be listening. Yeah, it's 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 soothing, like one of those like meditation apps or something yeah. like that. You can just all I'm off. saying is if you're watching yeah. on YouTube, you don't see my hands. Uh, throughout <laughs> that whole whole Not story. The whole segment. Not the whole I'll segment. tell you what. Yeah. If I could mm-hmm. have, that's all I'm going to say. If you know, so you guys are familiar with uh, a whole new world, like the the Aladdin song, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And on the soundtrack, I believe it was was it Vanessa Williams. I, I believe know, so. There's a man and a woman part, right? So if there mm-hmm. are two people in my personal life that I mm-hmm. could choose to narrate that song, maybe not sing it. I don't know. I don't know about singing voices. I'm sure you both mm-hmm. have lovely singing singing voices as well. But definitely to narrate that in poem form. People that I know in my personal life, the male version would be done by by Brian Fisher for sure, uh, our resident uh, Gen Xer here, and the female mm-hmm. part would be definitely done uh, by Dean's girlfriend's mother. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. she would definitely. Lynn has the most soft, wonderful, welcoming, soothing female voices. I I've told her before she should narrate like children's books or something mm. like that. But yeah, if you if Lynn. And and Brian were to maybe narrate a whole new world in poem form. That's something I'd be interested in. I think we could make yeah. that happen. Actually, we have to make it happen, D. Yeah, we do trivia when she's there. We'll both yep. have to read it. I would like that. It. I would really like. that. Okay, we can do this. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you know there, there's holidays coming up. Uh, 
Perhaps yeah. for Memorial Day or Independence Day, you guys could gift me that. That would be great. Mm. I would appreciate what that. What about what about a new segment on the show? Mm-hmm. Brian reads porn. You take like the the transcript of <laughs> of, of, of like the <laughs> take the whole uh, uh, whatever not lyrics but uh, uh, yeah. the script of porn. Mm-hmm. What, he's not going to describe the sex. He's not even going it, to. It, it's more of like I have a large just, meat lovers to deliver extra sausage. Yes. Like, and it's you know. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I hear your <laughs> fridge is on the fritz. Mm. Yeah. Is yeah, there fine. any anywhere else I can put my meat? <laughs> if you if you do the research, I will read it. That's fine. All right. Yeah. yeah. Brian, yeah. read something. I'm not married to the born, porn thing, at least not in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I've, made a pretty, I've made a pretty big commitment to it in my life. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, I'm talking Long about Brian ago. reading porn. Oh, sure. Okay, I'm yes, definitely yes. Committed, right. committed to watching yes, it. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are in a committed relationship <laughs> in that sense, yeah. 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 But yeah, Brian, read something. I, we'll, we'll work out the kinks. I like it. I like it. Where is your stepbrother? I don't know. It's just something like that. A sneak, a sneak preview. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what we're talking about, Nick, is uh, when you came on the just kind of the weirdness that we're in in the pandemic stage of. <laughs> no one knows the rules. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of it. So it's, it's it's that's partly it. It's like you know we're going to into stores, and I went to Chipotle mm-hmm. tonight for dinner, and it's like they have a sign. You're welcome to come in without a mask if you've been vaccinated. Please come in. You know, it's it's they're asking nicely. Hey, yeah. listen. And the bottom said, "Except yeah. you, Frank, stay the fuck out." I don't know who Frank <laughs> no. is, but it was really mean. He I noticed tonight, Frank is the guy that didn't wear masks even when it was mandatory. So they're like, "We don't right. fucking trust Frank's judgment." Frank can stay out. Right. But I, I've noticed that even in the Chipotle tonight, most people were still wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Now we did going in, although we were vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, and I went shopping last week in another place and most people had a mask still. The employees, that's fine. They're going to wear them as a precaution, I'm sure, yeah. or whatever. Uh, or to convey just, just, uh, safety to customers. Yeah. That if they, you don't know if our employees are vaxxed or not, but here, everybody's got masks on. Yeah. Right. Right. So right. what are your thoughts then when you see people with or without masks? Do you look at them differently? Think about them differently? Do you not care? Is it a weird thing for uh, it you? It probably depends on how yeah. they look. And I know you're not supposed to like judge a book by its cover, but you know, someone's real country looking how... and they're, you know, they look right. like I'm like, yeah, you probably were resisting masks at every turn anyway. Like if you look you're, like you're one of those the people, only reason I'm you're not wearing a mask is so you, you can haven't spit been your chew. Right. Yeah. You haven't been vaxxed, but you're saying fuck it and you're just not you're just going to go against every guideline anyway because America mm-hmm. and you can't tell me what to do and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I mean, that, that's the, that's the difficult part about this, right? It's like, you have to trust people to be honest. It's an honor system. And, uh, some people, I mean, a lot of people you can, and you know, some people you can't, and that's what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, um, you know, things are, are looking up. That's the good news. Uh, every, you know, all, everyone in my house that has, has the ability to be vaccinated has been vaccinated. Unfortunately, you know, um, the, the kids are just the kind of part you think about where, you know, so our kids still wear masks when we're out and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we usually do, too, kind of in in uh, support of that and, to, you know, wear masks when they wear masks and things like that. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess I and maybe I'm wrong in this, but I feel pretty like relatively carefree about it because I'm like, whatever, you don't want to get vaxxed. 
you want to play with it, right. but I don't exactly. give a shit, really. It's not my problem. Until, you know, you give it to your kid and your kid gives it to my kid or something like that. But See, I'm going to have that, the... That's uh, the same. We're, we're still taking those precautions in public with our children. But, yeah, Dean, go ahead. I want the the, the most immunity that I possibly can. Mm. I had COVID. Mm-hmm. I got my two shots. It's mm-hmm. been well past the two-week period. Um. So really what I'm doing now to to I want that fifth I want that fifth ring, right? Yep. So I'm going around licking every fucking door handle that I possibly see in public just mm-hmm. so I can get that extra, mm-hmm. you know, layer of protection. So Dean, what if is something if something didn't necessarily look like a conventional door handle but it maybe had a sticker mm-hmm. on it that said door handle, would you lick that? Lick it like crazy. Lick okay. it like crazy. Okay, I have a label mm-hmm. maker. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's what's that? What's nothing. That? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. Just good to know. All right. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a weird time where you don't like. Uh, I don't know if Dean, if you discussed our work situation because Dean and I work together, but um, you know, our our work situation is um, we do we do um uh, porn. We do we do porn. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yes, but uh, we we're not we don't have to have the masks on as long as we're. Within, uh, we're you know supposedly if we're you know right. a good social distance away from people and being as well endowed as Dean and I are, it's usually not a problem. But right, um, you know, but that's that's kind of the thing. So anyway, I digress. Customers that come in, you know, whatever, um, they don't have to wear masks. The signs no longer posted, but it is that kind of weird thing. And now I find myself, you know, I, I try to pay attention to it. I, I t- still take a mask with me everywhere, but because I'm not wearing them all day at work, I kind of notice that maybe I'm not. You know, I'm. It feels weird to have it on now. Like today, I took Robin to an appointment. Um, you know, which we're in a, a Suma Health facility. Obviously, everybody's got the mask on, and you know, I wear right. it. But it feels weird to me now to have the mask on because, you know, before I'm wearing it eight hours a day, and now I'm not at all during the day. So it's it's just that kind of adjustment period. Um, but you you guys went to the hospital. Was that to uh, is that to, to reattach to the balls that she had in the, her purse? No, she's gonna hang on to those. Uh, <laughs> okay, she's gonna good. hang on okay. to those because we're gonna stay together. So she's gonna hang oh, on good. to those. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah precautionary. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just to make sure that they're in good order and everything, and of in course. case I should ever need them again. But uh, I'm not worried about. I it. mean, yeah. right. I'm not worried about it. That's good. <laughs> well, I am sad that uh, that we only got to spend a little bit of time with Nick. But I think, uh, I think we've come to. Are allotted uh, uh, what people can hear of my voice without wanting to just beat their head up against a wall. So uh, I think we're coming to the end of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you letting me uh, do my uh, special investigative reporting, and uh, I'm glad it turned out alright. It did. It turned out good, very good. Um, Fantastic. As a, as a scorn. So. Real quick, I'll, I'll I won't go into too much detail. Obviously, we are located in Northeast Ohio. I am a Toronto mm-hmm. sports fan. However, we can agree that we have had similar experiences. As mm-hmm. uh, I would I would honestly liken, as much as it pains me to say it, I would liken the the Maple Leafs to the Browns in the regard that it's a it is the popular sport in that city. The sure. fans are die hard. We have and been drought long is since suffering. We have had mm-hmm. many collapses. There's been a lot of heartache. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, much like you Northeastern Ohio sports fans in general, I'm no stranger to heartache and uh, and things like that. So I'm hesitant to 
you know, go all in. Be but, optimistic. Uh, in hockey or basketball, same best of seven series of any sort, uh, a 3-1 series lead is pretty good. Uh, tonight was decided sure. uh, in, a, in a very uh, dominant fashion, so I'm very happy with that. That's how the Cavs won their championship. What's that? Was being down 3-1, and they, they came back to win That's true. It. Yes, so let's Just not. Just it out there. Right, so exactly. Good to be aware of, but uh, yep. 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 that's not going to happen here, we're hoping. And uh, so, yeah. Don't get cocky. Leave that. I'm not mouth. cocky. I'm just, oh, believe me, I'm <laughs> <laughs> on both ends of that. <laughs> never. I, I'm, I'm always taking the responsible route on both that's of those. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah. All right. Well, well I think we mind? did it. Yes, we I think, did. Do I, it. I, I, I think we did it. I think we did it well, Brian. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, Nick, do you mind reminding the folks where we can be found, sir? Just come back I here to do work. Do not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. To do the outros? Shit. All right. Yeah. Uh, search us up on uh, YouTube and Facebook. Just search up Convincing Idiots. We're on Twitter at Convincing Idiot with no S. That's singular. Uh, we are also on Instagram at Convincing underscore Idiots. We're on TikTok at Convincing Idiots. And we can be reached via email at convincingidiots at gmail.com. Or if you'd like all that information, neatly wrapped for you you can go google our uh, convincing idiots link tree just google convincing idiots link tree l-i-n-k-t-r-e-e and you will have every single link right there in front of you and you can go to whichever one of those social media platforms that the kids use that you prefer so for another episode of convincing idiots i am millennial nick i am dean i'm brian I'm not singing it, Brian. No, see, see, no, I think we should do like an outro with our names, like a uh, boys to men style. My name is Nick. I am Dean. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> have, we con- have we convinced you that this is the new preferable outro? I'm, I'm fucking convinced. I'm, I'm convinced. I, I like this. I'm in. Yeah. All in. Brian McKnight.